We have said that Steph Curry and David Lee are the most talented guys on the Warriors and the best. I've started saying on the TV broadcast that the heartbeat of the Warriors joins us right now, and that is Jared Jack. What's up, Jay? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I don't, I don't know if I'm worthy of that compliment, but definitely thank you. No, 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 no. Come on now. And, and here's the thing. There's from a leadership standpoint, from a voice with a quiet team, from a demanding you know guy who can handle the pressure, who I think has brought out the best of Steph and David, I, I think you are the straw. You know the straw that stirs the drink a little bit. When when you're rolling, the team rolls right with you, and, and when you're scuffling, I think the team has problems. I think you are the heartbeat. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, I mean, I, I guess you know, I, I know I'm, my contributions or whatever is, you know, very significant as far as you know how, how this team flows. Um, but, you know, you can say that about a number of guys. You know, if, if Steph isn't scoring, you know, we're, we're not the same team and the same as with David. So I think collectively when we're all, you know, on, on one accord, all on the same page, um, it allows us to flow that much better. The Ring Central guest line is bringing us Jared Jack here on the Fitz and Brooks Show. How good did that first made shot feel last night? Oh, my God. <laughs> tremendous weight <laughs> off my shoulders. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, I, I really think I was just putting too much emphasis on, on, on myself. Um, putting too much pressure on myself, not just coming out and just having fun. And that was the mindset, you know, because that's why we play this game. You know, mm -hmm. we enjoy it. We love to have fun. And, you know, I just told myself, regardless if I'm out there making plays, playing defense or scoring, you know, I'm going to just come out here, play as hard as I can, give it everything I got, and at the end of the day, let the chips fall where they may. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a hoop head. You know, I, I watched the league a lot, and I knew of you, and I knew your game. But I have to tell you, man, I, I'm – was very surprised to find out that not only are you a pretty good spot-up shooter, you're a, you're, you're a natural scorer. I mean, it's just, it's just something you do. You know, you play the point guard position in a quintessential way, but when it comes to actually scoring, you could do that as well. It, has that always been a part of your game? And that's my bad for not seeing that, or is that something, <laughs> the scoring, is that, has that developed here as you've gotten uh, more confidence in, in playing the game as you have? Uh, well, the the number one thing that I always thought I think I bring to the table I, I play aggressive, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and with that aggressiveness I've I've always been able to you know get into the paint and since I've been in the NBA a lot of people you know knock on me is that you know make him make him prove himself as a shoot as a shooter, so when teams used to lay off me or go underneath my pick and rolls, you know I told myself I'm, I'm gonna try to turn myself into a well-rounded player and okay. start knocking down jump shots and. It's just basically predicated on what the defense gives me. You know, if they have a situation as to where, you know, they're trapping me and picking rolls and being really aggressive with me and they're pretty much trying to take me out, I'm going to allow myself to make the, you know, the best play um, for my team. You know, if that's a skip pass, whatever the case may be, and maybe yeah. I'll see the ball on the bar reversal. And I'm not going to just go out there and force it just for the sake of just trying to, you know, be a thirsty scorer. Hey, what happened the last two years with your shooting percentage in that – if you know, and I mean this as a joke, I'd say it on the talk show. I'd never say it on the TV broadcast. But if you were a baseball hitter and you you jacked up your shooting percentage, your three point percentage so much, they'd be looking at you for roids, man, because you found, <laughs> <laughs> you found your power stroke. But I mean, I, I was amazed at the great year you had with the Hornets. It was a real nice, you know, man. He can shoot. Always been tough. Always been a good defender. Always been a leader. But the three point shot and your perimeter jumper, and then you've backed it up with another great shooting year here with the Warriors. Did you change your off-season routine, or did you start doing stuff in terms of shooting, or what happened there? No, um, you know, I pretty much had the same routine, you know, that, that, I, that I've been sticking with since, you know, I was a freshman in college, and I don't know if it's the rhythm. Uh, one thing I will tell you is that this year and last year is like the first time I really felt 100% healthy, 
Okay. Um, I had a real bad ankle injury uh, my last year in college, my junior year. Had surgery after my rookie year, and uh, if you know anything about those ankles, it takes a while for them to fully get back to um, full strength. And mm -hmm. I remember I was talking to our, our trainer, Chad, and I looked at my ankle, and I said, man, this is the first time I could actually see veins in my foot going to my ankle. And I was like, man, maybe, I don't know, maybe God just aligned the stars for me for everything to just feel right, and, I'm, and if so, I'm glad he did. So you know what Andrew Bogut is going through? Without question. You know, and, and the type of surgery he's had is – uh, probably the most difficult one for athletes, especially NBA players, that you've seen plague so many guys' career. You know, Brandon Roy um, mm -hmm. just had the microfracture. I've never heard of anybody having it in their ankle, probably except for, I think, uh, Penny Hardaway. That's right. And, yeah, he did. And, and that was the kind of the injury that kind of made him, you know, pretty much the beginning of the end for him. And just to see Bo get out there giving us everything he had, man, is, is much appreciated. It doesn't go unnoticed. But, you know, he's not a guy to come over there and pat me on the back just because, hey, big fella, we know you're playing through it. Like, he doesn't want he doesn't want, doesn't want anybody's sympathy. He's going to come out there, play as hard as he can for the time he's out there on the court, and he's done a tremendous job for us. You know, the, uh, the one thing when the Warriors acquired you that I had talked to several of your teammates with the Pacers and a few other places that you have played, they said, Jared Jack is well-respected around the league. In fact, someone said he could be the mayor of the NBA. It, <laughs> you know, you have teammates, but everybody that you play with always has a good thing to say. That's a rarity. Normally when guys get traded, and people look at trade, my partner Jim Barnett was traded a bunch. It means teams wanted you, which is a good thing. But normally it's like, oh, man, I'm glad this guy's off my team or he's not here. Guys always had good things to say about you. I mean, from the different stops – did you learn things and you're bringing that to these younger warriors or or tell me about kind of your your career path? I mean, I've I've definitely seen a lot, you know, my my 8 years in the league. I've seen, you know, the good sides of the NBA, I've seen the bad sides. And, you know, I just try to let guys know what my experiences, the things I've been through, you know, some of the things that you may see and you might not understand, you know, maybe I can give you some insight because I, you know, I've I've had an opportunity to, to deal with them. And, you know, it's it's a it's a humbling and, and I don't know I don't even know how to describe it at times because most of us when you come from your college or you know when guys used to be able to come to high school you probably were the star or, or the man mm -hmm. on your team and you right. did, you were that way in high school as well and when you come to the NBA and you have to you know play more of a role or reserve role um, it's kind of a humbling experience and it can kind of leave you uh, second guessing yourself at times like man am I not good enough and I used to be the guy they used to get a ball too late. Now I'm a situational player. And I just try to – just don't let your confidence waver. You know, so much in this game is about confidence and never second-guessing yourself. Understand that you put the necessary work in to be successful. And, you know, when you get your opportunity, you just try to make the most of it. Jared Jack joining us here on the Fitz and Brooks Show, courtesy of the Ring Central guest line here on KNBR 680, the sports leader. A little, little nuts and bolts basketball here. You know, as an observer watching you guys, to me it's real simple when it comes to the Warriors having success. When you play defense, you guard the three-point line, and you don't, don't turn the ball over, you will win the majority of your games, even if you, you get out-rebounded or you have a size disadvantage or you don't necessarily have the ability to get as many easy baskets as you would like. Is it really that simple to say that when you guys defend and don't turn the ball over because you can't score – Winning is, is, is something that can be a, an all-the-time thing? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a simple recipe. But, you know, when you say 
don't turn the ball over. But <laughs> but no, I'm, and I'm being serious. Like I know, you, I know, I know. You say don't turn the ball over, but be aggressive. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so Act some sad and happy. At ex- the same exactly. Time. <laughs> so sometimes you know you being aggressive and trying to you know create opportunities for yourself or for your teammates can lead to those turnovers. But mm-hmm. it's just the type of turnovers. You know the careless ones. That's where we just just throw the ball out of bounds or you know. You know, I don't. I don't think coach minds the one so much when you're making aggressive play to the basket. Let's just say you get stripped. Okay, those are ones we could deal with, or or dead ball turnovers. You know, when they have to take yeah. the ball out. Right. You know, uh, the live ball turnovers when you throw it and they're able to, you know, in turn start a, a two on one break or a three on two break or whatever the case may be. Those are the ones that kind of come back and bite you in the end. Yeah. You know, I, I think the one thing about the turnovers though is that the Thunder are almost dead last in turnovers. You know, I mean, part of if you play, or you know, an up-and-down style, you, you may have those. I, I think the thing where I see is like last night, you hold Toronto to 43% shooting, but then they get to the glass, you know, or hold the Knicks to 41% shooting when Steph goes off, but they get to the glass, is that, you know, the team has done such a great job scrapping, clawing, rebounding, and defending for most of the year. It, you got to, you know, Mark says, hold on to the end of the rope. That's the one thing to me. If this team gets on the glass, I, I can live with the offense because that's always going to be pretty good. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, rebounding is something that we've, you know, struggled with um, this last month of the season. And it's definitely not – it doesn't fall on the big guys. Most people will look at, you know, the bigger guys and say, oh, you guys got to get out there and fight. Um, you know, we had a talk yesterday at halftime, you know, amongst the guards. I mean, we got to get in there and get into those big guys' legs, you know, when they're, you know, fighting for those long rebounds. That responsibility falls on us as well. Hey, uh, you're doing a nice thing uh, along with Richard Jefferson and Andres Biedrich. Um, You're hosting 45 athletes from the Special Olympics in Northern California for a basketball clinic at the Warrior Practice Facility. How, how did you get involved in, in Special Olympics there? And, and a day like that is something, you know, those kids are, and those athletes are really never going to forget. You know, that's the one thing about this group of Warriors. It's been almost 20 years in the league for me. I've never seen a group that likes each other as much. It's real spend time off the court, on the court, travel, have fun. You've been in the league, you've seen it all, and you've told the youngsters it isn't always this good. But for you guys to do things like this, you know, away from the sport, this is a nice moment, and this is a great thing that you guys are doing at the practice I mean, without question, you know, in conjunction with the NBA and Special Olympics, um, it's tremendous for us to be a part of the Spread uh, spread the Word to End the Word campaign. Um, And it's something that we do, you know, from near and dear to our heart. You know, it's nothing that we're forced to do. Um, we're going in here, like you said, you know, just trying to brighten somebody's day, make somebody put a smile on their face. And uh, it really helps you. It's a really humbling experience knowing that these kids are in these situations, you know, wanting to be like you, but, you know, physically, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for them. And just to come out here and trying to, you know, give a little bit of your day to help them uh, somewhat live their dream, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very fun thing and humbling experience at the same time. All right, hey, we got We can't let you go without a mention of the shoes, man. I, mean, I try. I try to tell people. People think they got a shoe collection. I mean, tell, I mean, I mean, so many pairs that. I mean, didn't you have a friend go into your closet and get lost, and you still haven't found them? I mean, how many, how many pairs of shoes and and how big a closet space are we talking now? Um, I mean, I don't know. I have a problem with it, but for me, it's it's like. <laughs> I like I like to collect now more than anything, and everybody has their vice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, luckily for me, I, I don't have to pay for them. I, the good people at Nike take care of me, um, 
and you know some people are like oh that's selfish you got so many pairs of shoes what i mean this is just what i like to do i mean in my spare time or after i'm done playing who knows i mean that might be the career path i choose after my basketball playing days are over um and growing up in dc that was just the law of the land that was part of the culture we grew up in yeah. you know when you're a kid your aspirations you know to be cool or what you really want or feel like what, what you need is very you know minor in the grand scheme of things you know what i mean if you got some brand new shoes that was like you know christmas came twice yes sir and you know i've always been enamored with the designs and the storylines that you know went behind the shoes and the colorways and you know the what's and why's and how's and how they made the shoes and how they came up with them so and it's something that hasn't left me in you know since i'm 29 years old now you know, I'm 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 a sneakerhead too, so I think this is the conversation the two we're gonna have. Everybody else is gonna be like you're crazy. You know what they are really? They're works of art. Without question, they're they're, works I mean, of art. They're, they're, there's uh, self-expression. Yeah. You know, just like when you put on your clothes, and mm-hmm. you know, I know for me, I, or what I've been told is the first thing a girl looks at, she looks at you, <laughs> and then she looks at your shoes. So, Word. You know, I mean, that, that's not another bad reason to always, you know, keep a pair of pretty nice shoes on. <laughs> hey, Jared, man, thanks for the time. We know you have practice and stuff today, but uh, good job with the Special Olympics thing. So happy that uh, that you're a warrior and. You know, Rod and I will take up a collection to keep you next year, too. I mean, it's, uh, don't don't forget, we can't let you leave now. Hey, man, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Thanks for the time, Thanks, man. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate right. it, man. Thank See you. See you tomorrow night. Jared right. Jack joining us.